Uh, Collins went up. You know, he's just all effort. He's like, okay, I'm not getting the ball as much. Okay, you know, I have all this extra energy. I'm not going to be a Ben Simmons and just stand there and do nothing. I'm going to use this energy to go get offensive rebounds. I'm going to go get, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play great defense. I'm going to do all this other stuff. You know, I'm going to set screens on Herder and Bogdan off ball so they can get open. So, you know, he's, he played great. Uh, Kevin Herder played great. Bogdan's just injured. Like, there's nothing you can do about that. I think, I think you just have to account for him being only, like, 60% of his regular self. You know, at best, he might get to, like, 75%. But, like, he's just not right. Um, on the other hand, Chris Middleton, like, he, he just does this thing where, like, every playoff round, he's going to have, like, two, three games where you're just like, you know, what the fuck is wrong with Chris Middleton right now? Because he's a tremendous shooter. And, like, he shot, I think, 41%. Like, he shot 40%, like, a couple of years in a row now, I think. Well, two years in a row and three years ago, I think he shot, like, 37 38%. And the year before, he shot, like, 40-something percent again. So he's, he's, like, a good, like, high, pretty high, not, I guess, high-ish volume three-point shooter, like, 40%. And the thing with him is he takes a lot of, like, contested pull-up threes. So, like... It's probably, like, if he was taking, like, even better shots, he would probably be, like, 43, 44, 45% three-point shooter if he was just, like, a catch-and-shoot guy. But he does take, like, tougher shots. So, like, he went 0 for 9. That's probably the biggest reason the loss. And, um, yeah, like, Drew Holiday had a great game. Giannis had a good game. Um, I'm shocked they kept with the lineup that they had for the Nets series. You would think for this series they would go more, like, offensive dynamic and get like Connington or Forbes out there just just because you don't need you don't really need to have PJ in there to like guard someone you know you already have Giannis for whoever you have Drew for Trey and Herder and um, Bogdan like Bogdan I said like 60% so Middleton can be on either one of them it doesn't really matter and you know Connington or Forbes can be on the other one it doesn't really matter but, you know, they went with the PJ one. Like, I don't have a problem with it. It's just one of those things where I didn't know. I thought they would go more offense for this series. But game one, you have to give it to both teams. They played a tremendous game. That was a really fun game. Um, the Bucks' offense looked really good. I think they had 27 assists in that first game. Let me check how many they had tonight. Because I know it was, I know they play, like, they're doing a lot more different things. Let me just check real quick. How many assists did they have tonight? Yeah, they had 29 assists tonight. 29 assists. All right, so yeah. You know, their offense is looking really good. Defensively, they were just everywhere tonight. Like, on the, especially on the pick and rolls, you just realize how big they are. You know, because they got, I guess, Chris has shooting guard now, but like, let's, if you just go through their heights, it's like, Drew's what, 6'3", 6'4", PJ's 6'5", 6'6", Middleton 6'7", 6'8", Giannis is 6'11", Brooke is 7 feet, 7'1", so like, they're just huge, and they're everywhere, like, they're active, so, you know, you know, this is a series where Drew Holiday's, like, Drew Holiday has had his bad series already, you know what I mean? So like that net series, he was not good on offense at all. This, this uh, 
Hoxier so far, he's been able to take advantage of whoever's been in front of him. And, you know, he's making threes. He's just doing it all. And I think he feels more confident out there because I guess he, because I guess this they look at the Hawks not like the Nets. So he, I think you just get more confidence when you're not playing like Kevin Durant on the other side. Uh, and you're not playing the Nets on the other side. You, I, I, just, I, I think you probably just feel more confident. Um, so, you know, Drew's been tremendous this series. He's been playing like a damn near superstar in this series. Giannis is going to do Giannis thing. He's always going to be good. Um, you know, he took it to the rim a lot. That move where he spun off of Solomon Hill, held the ball in the air, waited for Capella to, like, try blocking it, and then went over his arm. That was incredible. That was an incredible move. The one thing with the Hawks are going to look at is on that spin move, he always goes the same direction. You know, he got Gallo with that move, too, and it's like, yo, how do you not know he's going to go right on those spins? He does it all the time. You know, on the Solomon Hill spin, he went right. On the Gallo spin, he went right. In open transition, he goes right. So it's like, how do you not know this already? When he does the spin, anyways, like, if it's just uh, Eurostep and stuff, stuff like that, like, it could probably go either way, but, like, on the spin, it's always right. Um, Brooke Lopez... You know, I've, I've been one of those people that are like, he should be posting up a little bit more. And, you know, I don't, I, I'm, I've given up on that because I've guessed they decided we're going to open up this, we're, we want the floor opened up for Drew and Giannis and Middleton. So we're not going to have Brooke posting up as much. And Brooke's become a really good, Brooke's, I don't know if he's been a really good three-point shooter, but in the playoffs, he's been really good. He's really good tonight. What I want from Brooke, though, is... When Giannis is not in the game, or even when Giannis is in the game and you're doing a pick and roll, you have to go strong at the rim because he's still athletic enough and he's still strong enough to just yam on people. Like that dunk on Clint Capella, I thought he should have gotten more love. Like that was a great dunk. He got him right on the head. Ooh. And um, anything else for this thing? I didn't want to do the podcast. Okay, I want to talk about the Trey Young thing because. I was talking to one of my friends about it. And he's like, oh, aren't you so impressed by Trey Young, what he's doing in this playoffs? I'm like, no, not really. Because I've been watching him do this. Like, I've watched him in the regular season, and I already thought he was great. I already thought Trey Young was, like, a top 20 player in the league. What he's doing in the playoffs is the exact same thing he did in the regular season. But people didn't watch him in the regular season, so now they're like, oh. And obviously because they're winning, so they have to, like, talk about something. So they're like, oh, Trey Young is maybe a top 10 player in the league. He's a top 15 player in the league. I'm like, no, not really. He's doing the exact same thing. He's probably actually been shooting it, he's shooting it worse in the, regular, I mean, in the playoffs than he did in the regular season, which happens to most players, I guess, because the playoffs is harder. But, you know, I'm not looking at him in the playoffs now and thinking, yeah, you know what? He's better than this player that I had ahead of him already. He might have... He might have pushed, uh, I would have to think about it, because I would have to think about it, I don't know, but I don't think he's right, I'm, my opinion of Trey Young really hasn't changed that much, I'm not watching him going, oh wow, he's doing something that he's never done before, no, because he's, been, he's doing the exact same thing he's always done, so what I've been more impressed by is not Trey Young, but the Hawks, 
I've been more impre- like when I'm watching these games, I'm more impressed by the Hawks than I am just Trey, because the Hawks are the one that, like, collectively are playing great. You know, so like when Trey is shooting forty-one percent from the field, thirty-one percent from three. You know, it's one of those things where people are gonna give him the credit for it because he's the star of that team, but like, he's not playing so well where it's like, oh, you have to give him credit. I'm like, no, I don't. He's he's been he's been good, but he hasn't been like impressive. You know, when Luca last year did his thing, it was like, oh, he's doing something even better than what he was in the regular season, and he's doing it without a second guy. And he's doing it against Paul George, Kawhi, Pat Bev. That's what it was. That's why that was so impressive. You know, when I'm watching Trey Young, I'm like, oh, he's actually not even playing as good as he did in the regular season. And, you know, it's one of those things where, I guess, you know, once you win, people start just giving you credit for something. And I've never, I've never bought into that. Like, I don't, I don't think your legacy improved or you as a player improved if you didn't actually improve on the court. Just because your team won that, I'm giving your team the credit. I'm not going to now think of you as a different player. Like if um, in 2018 when Chris Paul got injured and the Rockets, uh, Rockets Warriors game seven, if James Harden went like five for 27 and the Warriors, I mean, the Rockets won that game, I'm not going to be like, oh, James Harden is the best player in the league now. He just beat, you know, the Warriors. You know, he beat Kevin Durant, Steph, uh, Clay, Draymond. Iggy. He just beat all of them. He's the best player in the world now. No, I would be like, no, the Rockets beat them. Because James Harden, like, he didn't do anything special. You know what I mean? So, like, that, that was the thing. With Jimmy Butler last year, you know, I did move him up my rankings because he himself was doing something that I was like, oh, now that's impressive. Like, when he had the 40-point triple-double in the playoffs, and then he, what was it? I think he had more rebounds, points, assists than LeBron. And I don't think, like, that was the first time it's ever happened in, like, LeBron's career or something, that a single player had more points, rebounds, or assists than him. I was like, oh, shit, that's impressive. And then in game five, he had, like, the 35-point triple-double. I was like, oh, he's doing impressive things. Like, he, he did something that was impressive. You know, it wasn't just, oh, Jimmy Butler's averaging 25-5 and five and the team is winning, so now I have to boost him up. No, I don't. But when he averages like 28 points, 7-8 rebounds, 7-8 assists, now I'm like, oh, okay, I do, have to move. I do have to think of him differently. With Trey Young, he's doing the exact same thing, so I don't think of him differently at all. Um, but yeah, that was it for that one. Western Conference Finals, uh, Chris Paul came back, campaign got injured. Paul George had an okay game. Like he rebounded well. But like it was an okay game. I didn't, I, I didn't think the Suns played that well. Like the masked Booker, I feel like his, no, like his nose is obviously broken. And the thing with that is it gets so sensitive where you're not attacking as much as you probably can because you're like, shit, I don't want someone even touching my nose because it could go out of place again. So I imagine he's, that's why he's taking like 10 threes or whatever. But, you know, if you're the Suns, you have to win game four. You have to end the series because you don't want to give any chance, any possibility of a Kawhi comeback. 
you want to end this way before it even gets to that. Um, Patrick Beverly's back in the series. He's been playing pretty good defense. He's talking a lot of shit. Um, the, like, he talks a lot of shit, but it's also one of those things where, like, when he talks a lot of shit and backfires, I love it. But, okay, he's back in that series. Reggie Jackson's going to get fucking paid this summer. He's going to get paid. He's become, a good, he's become a great shooter, honestly. For some reason, people can't stay in front of him. I don't even think he's doing anything, like, fancy with the ball. They just can't stay in front of him. So he's been doing that. He's making threes. He's become a great three-point shooter. Uh, he's, been a, he's always been, like, a pretty good free-throw line shooter. But now he's become a great three-point shooter. He's an okay passer. He's still not great at passing. But I just think he's going to get... On the high end, probably like a three or 60 mil. On the low end, like a three or 45 mil. Something like that. Because he has to get paid. He's, been, he's played too well. He's played like an all-star this playoffs. And, you know, if, if you're the Suns, like scoring 90 points in the playoffs, that's something like Lakers without Anthony Davis type shit. Like, what are you guys doing? How do you only score... 90 points. That's insane to me. Uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker are an awful game. Like, combined, they were just awful. They have to play better. They have to at least get... Who? I would say... 50 points and... 15 assists. Like, they have to... They have to get 50 points and 15 assists consistently for them to win. And they have to shoot about... 45% 45% from the field to 50%. And if you're the Suns, you have to look at the Clippers and think, you know, they, they haven't even shot, like, the three that well. Because they haven't had a game where they've shot, like, 55% from three and just one like that. And they're capable of doing that. Like I said, Paul George didn't have a great game. He's capable of a game where he just makes seven threes. So, you know, you have to be worried about that. That's why you have to win game four. You have to win game four. Uh, Zubak, I've always liked Zubak. You know, I always thought he got, you know, made fun of for things that he really shouldn't have. It's like Luka makes like a 360 three-pointer. It's like, oh, Zubak, you have to get him off the floor. He sucks. It's like, no, he's actually pretty good. He's actually pretty good. People just make like tough shots against him and it's like, he gets held against him. Um, you know, he, he, he played Aiden to like a draw, I would say. Because even though he had better numbers, I thought Aiden was still really good. And you have to give Aiden the credit because Aiden's been so good. They're like, no, Zubak has to play. That's how good Aiden's been. That they're like, we have to play Zubak. So, yeah. Other than that, uh, Jason Kidd got hired us the... Um, Mavericks coach, and my thing with that was, yeah, okay, so he wasn't great with the Bucks, and he, like, with that Nets team, that team was fucking old as fuck. Like, KG was done. Pierce was just a role player at that point. Uh, Darren Williams was done. Joe Johnson was still good, but it's like, Brooke Lopez broke his, I think, foot, so he was already out for the season. So, like, that team wasn't good anyways. Then the Bucks, it was um, Bledsoe, Brogdon... Giannis and middle temper. It's like they were young. It was like rookie, those players, you know, still like figuring out what, what he is. Giannis still figuring out what he is, Middleton. 
you know, still figuring out what he is in Brogdon. I guess Brogdon already knew what he was. But Bledsoe, like, we know he stinks now. That's why he's not on the team anymore. And um, so, like, people still hold that against him. Where it's like, no, you know, he sucks. He's always going to suck. Oh, you know, Mavericks fans should be, you know, ashamed of this hire and shit like that. And my whole thing is, like, so this man... Like, he tried being a coach. He wasn't good. That was, like, four or five years ago now. He was an assistant coach on a championship team. He was the assistant coach this year on a team that was the number one defense in the league. And he played for a coach where you all said Frank Vogel is done. Like, he's not a good coach. And then he came in. He took, a, he took some time off. He learned, like, what the game is about now. And the Lakers have had a dominant defense since Frank Vogel took over after, like, his coaching hiatus. So, like, he got the second chance. He came back, and he showed everyone, no, no, I can still be a really good coach. And Jason Kidd, like, he's, he's, been, the, he's been the assistant to that guy. So why can't, you know, in the second chance, be a good coach himself? You know, I think he can be. At, I, I'm not sure if he will be, but I think he can be. And, um, you know, if uh, you're the Mavericks, you probably had Luca sign off on this. There's no way you're getting a coach and Luca doesn't improve, approve it. So he probably approved it and, um, you know, I guess good luck to them. I don't know. I don't really know what to say. Um, Chauncey Billups got the Portland job. Uh, we'll see. You know, he, he, he's the assistant to Ty Lue right now. Um, Ty Lue's a great coach. Chauncey Billups was a great player, great, great point guard himself, you know always underrated just because his field goal percentage was always low but it was because he played a modern game where he was taking a lot of threes he was getting to the line and shit like that so like his field goal percentage was always like 40 percent 41 percent but his true shooting was always like 60 percent so you know he's a modern coach he understands defense he understands all of that stuff i i still think portland if like they want to be better for next season they have to get rid of cj and get bigger but you know, and you know, actually, Chauncey Billups now had a lot of experience playing like small ball and like, like more. Like he he's understanding, uh, what's it called? Adjustments from Ty Lue, and Ty Lue is like the adjustment god now. So, well, he's been the adjustment god because even like that twenty eighteen LeBron run, where the they got down one zero to the Pacers. Then I think they got down 3-2. I don't remember, actually. I don't remember exactly. But like, I, I know they got down 2-0 to the Celtics and then 3-2 to the Celtics. And they still came back from those. So, like, he's been... And obviously, they were down 3-1 to the Warriors and they came back. So, like, you know, Chauncey is getting your know, front row seats to that coach. So, you know, he, he's going to try taking that to... Portland and um, it, it probably looks like Dame's going to stay that's probably what it seems like because if not I really hope it's not like another Steven Silas type situation where like Chauncey gets a shot and say oh Dame's like oh you know what I, I don't want to do the grind no more I'm tired of the grind I want to run from the grind I'm, I'm tired of running on the grind I want to run away from the grind so that would be you know, I hope it's not one of those situations. But I do hope they make some trades to get better. Like, I still think... Like, people keep talking about the bend for CJ. I still think, like, a Tobias for CJ makes a lot of sense. 
Um, so yeah, who else got hired? Did I talk about Ime Uduko? I might not have. So he got hired, you know, first ever Celtics black coach ever, <laughs> according to Jay Williams, even though, you know, Doc Rivers was there. Casey Jones, I think, was the coach as well. Bill Russell was the coach. So I think that's, so he's probably the fourth one, fourth black coach. Um, you know, Tatum and Jalen liked him a lot in the, not the Olympics, but the, um, the World Cups, the World Cup games. You know, Jason and uh, Jalen liked him a lot. And, uh, you know, those two are the stars. So who they want, he's going to come in. Uh, he served under, <laughs> served under, like he's in the army or some shit. No, he was, uh, he was a coach under, I think, Popovich. And then, you know, he was with the Nets right now. So uh, offensively, I imagine he's going to have some creative ideas to get Jalen and Tatum open. You know, how, even though I think they've always worked together. Like people talk about like, they can't work together. They've been to three, no, they've been to two Eastern Conference Finals. And, like, they both look good. And, like, they don't play similarly. Jalen gets his points in, like, the flow of the game. And you look up and it's like, oh, he's got 25. Tatum's more like you go to him and he gets points. You know, Tatum, Tatum's like the offense. Jalen is like a... Jalen is like just a guy where you look up and he's got 25 points. He, he's part of the system. I guess Tatum not is the system because he's not that good. But he's more of a guy where, like, if you want, like, he, you go to him and he scores. Jalen, you don't really go to, but, like, he just gets buckets. He just finds a way to get 24 to 25 a night. Um, you know, I guess the, um, what else was I going to say? So he's going he's gonna to figure out even, like, better ways for them to get open looks. Uh, hopefully he can teach them how to get to the free throw line, you know, especially after spending that time with James Harden and like seeing all the tricks that James Harden uses, all the tricks that KD uses to get to the free throw line. Hopefully he can, you know, get Jalen and Tatum to buy into those um, because they, they really should be getting to the line six, seven, eight times out of game. Hmm. But from what I heard, he's more of like a defensive guy. So we'll see. Um, any other coach? No one got hired for the Pelicans job. That's a pretty good job. You know, you got Zion, Ingram, Lonzo, uh, Nikhil, Hayes. Even though I don't think Hayes is that good. Um, or important, I guess, is probably like the proper word. Uh, you have a pretty good team there. So, yeah, that's a good, that's a good place to be. Uh, anything else? No, I don't think so. I think that's all I have to say for tonight. I'll, I'll just give my prediction. I think Bucks and... I was going to say Bucks in five before the series, but the Hawks won game one, and I don't think you're going to beat them four straight times. So I'll say Bucks in six, and for the other series, I'll say Suns in five. I think the Suns are a serious team, and yeah, that's just my belief. I think they're a serious team, and if they are that serious team, they're going to understand that we have to win game four and we have to end this series. So I think Bucks in six, Suns in five. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right, thank you for listening, everyone.
on my phone last night Just on the wall. Hey. Seen the way you're talking on my phone. 